Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Third Thursday Podcast with your hosts, Harry Ozarek and Ben McEntee, where we hope to connect, encourage, and equip student ministry leaders of today. This is a resource provided by the Rocky Mountain District of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Please hit the like, subscribe, and share buttons to help others be connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. Here are your hosts, Harry and Ben. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Third Thursday Podcast. It's great to be with you again, Ben. And as we do with every episode, we want to start with something that's been going on in our ministry, my ministry, your ministry, and ministries yeah. around us, um, and answer these three questions. How does it affect you and your leaders? How yeah. does it affect your students? And is God being honored <laughs> through all of it? And yeah. so, Ben, you know, we we've shared some different things that have been going on and I, I am excited to hear what you, what you have for us today. So sure. run with it. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, summer here in Bozeman and the weather's really nice. We're outside. A lot of ministries actually shut down for the summer. People are traveling and things, but when I do meet with my students and we do a lot of, a lot more games and just kind of fun stuff while people are out of school. And so one thing that we do, and I've done it for years, it's called ultimate octopus. So think of ultimate Frisbee, the game you okay. sub okay. out you take the frisbee out and then you enter in. It's a whole uncooked octopus. You take this thing and um, I each buy two. One so that children, uh, so that youth can play with it. The other one to like throw it around. Not everyone wants to play, but it's an awesome game. And I mean, like, like it's super simple. We do that. We we play the game. We give people ice cream at the end. They have to wash their hands and stuff. But well, it's, of course, of it's course. like, it's not, sli- it's like slippery. It's not slimy but it's just kind of funky yep and and it's very very memorable they remember it so uh it allows like leaders you think about how does a game like that a silly game like that how does that affect you and your leaders it actually gives your leaders an opportunity to do something silly with with your students and when they do something silly then that actually opens up doors to go like i played this ridiculous game with this person i know them better (laughs) that's true it does right and then and then so it builds it's a relationship builder because it's so wild absolutely and then and then like how is god honored in that like which how could god be honored if you're throwing away around uh, an octopus well I great question. Always, it is. It, this is a good question. I always look at it this way: like God can use silly, dumb games mm. for His good purposes. Again, this is yeah. a relationship builder, and I believe that, like ministry time. When I say ministry time, when when a student needs prayer, when a student really needs uh, uh, that spiritual covering from a from a pastor or a or a leader, then that really does start by playing games and just getting to know them. Yeah. It builds that rapport. Yes. So God is honored in that because it opens up doors for deeper conversations. If yeah. you can throw an octopus with a student, they're going to be more willing to open up about not just cats and grandmas, but like the deeper <laughs> things, right? It always starts with cats and dogs and grandmas or rabbits in my instance sometimes. Rabbits. But, there you go. Rabbits. Yeah, rabbits mine's, is a big Mine's thing. more horses and, and cows and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you start with the animals, you move to grandma, and then out of that, then they start opening up about the real spiritual yes. things that are happening in their, their lives. And that's that's what you want, right? I've never you want thought, all of it, but it's good. I've never thought of about an octopus being a gateway to a deeper life with a student. That's great. 
<laughs> Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, always any youth game. If people go, uh, don't have a bunch of games at your youth group because then you're not doing anything spiritual or whatever. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not true. You are. Pur- they need purposeful, it. Purposeful and intentional games are awesome and and a great key to connecting with students. Abs- absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Yep. So I got I got two questions from Okay. From okay. Yeah. 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 One is, yeah. Where where do you source your octopus? Right. All right. Right. And um also like any parent any parent connection or feedback uh <laughs> from, from this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had a lot. So um <laughs> yeah, so first off, I get the I get I get a lot of different variety of that. But I get currently I get it from Winco. Uh, okay. When I was, uh, is that a sponsorship? Are we uh, no being we, sponsored by Winco? We ha- <laughs> if we're wearing shirts that say Winco next time, you know, <laughs> you'll know why. Yeah, you'll know why. No, uh, Winco has it, they, and it's frozen. You get it frozen. Yeah. And then you and then I and then you thaw it out. Sometimes you have to special order it. I could have special ordered it at like Safeway here or, or uh, Smith. Can we get some costs. Have- What's the cost? It's like by the pound. It turns out to be like like eighteen to twenty bucks. Oh, okay, okay. Something up, up for each one, so it's not bad at all. And 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 you don't want it pre thawed because it'll really stink. But if it's frozen and you just get it in a ball, you get a solid two hours before it gets stinky. Oh yeah. Oh no. You know what? It, <laughs> if it's if it's thawed out, it really isn't that stinky. You smell it. Yeah, you know, it's, right it's, on. But but yeah, it's awesome. And parents, yeah, parents generally go. Oh, that's wild. I yeah. have had a few that have gotten upset that we're being cruel to to God's animals. But I tell them, like, this was made to be eaten. So we're either going to play with it or someone's going to chew this up, digest it. And then, you know, so it's your choice. Which one? <laughs> which one, play which one do you want for this animal? <laughs> I mean, you know, I get it. I, I understand. But it's uh, it's fun. Oh, it's that's fun. hilarious. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, that's today. Our conversation today and maybe this is a highlight um for how how you uh, accomplish our conversation today but uh we're talking about how to create a volunteer team and maybe yeah. this is a game maybe that's a game that some of your volunteers will be like i'm in just because of that <laughs> um, but we want to talk about some some different facets of that topic so our topic again today is create a volunteer team but yeah. why Right. We, we always want to answer the question, why, why, why are volunteer teams so important, so crucial? Um, how do you go about recruiting them? I mean, that's to me, the most asked question I get is how do I get volunteers? How do you know? And sometimes, yep. uh, you know, it's like one of those, if you're really desperate, people can tell that you're really desperate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And your volunteers Absolutely. know it too, uh, or future yep. volunteers. And then also we want to talk about, okay, a simple process then of how do you bring on those volunteers to be a part of your team? So you spend a lot of time, you, you know why you're going after volunteers, you spend a lot of time recruiting volunteers, but now how do you actually bring them in to a team? So absolutely um, i'm looking forward to to that conversation me too let's do it all right so where do you where do you begin ben when when we talk about why are they important what comes to mind for you of like what's the most why, important thing to you for a volunteer team? For, for a volunteer team yeah well, i i need i need other people i can't do it <laughs> on my own right okay. I mean, it's, just, it's just that simple i'll, I'll uh I, I, <laughs> 
I only have so many hours in the day that I can get work done and I need other people, yeah. other quality, awesome leaders to help me serve youth. If I don't have that, what's going to happen? I'm going to get burned out. I'm going to get frustrated. Yeah. I'm not going to be as effective. Also, like just me, like I know what I'm good at and I'm mm. good at a certain set yes. number of skills. I have that. And then there's other things that I'm not good at. Now, some people would say like, Oh, be like a Renaissance man or a Renaissance woman, like get all that you like know a little bit about everything. But I'm I'm of the mind of like, I'm good at a couple of things and I want to really master that. And yeah. then I find people who are really, really good at those other things that I am not good at yeah. and equip them and empower them to go and take that. And I need that for the ministry to thrive for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as I think about what you're saying too, right, this idea of enabling other people to step in and give them that opportunity um, is so huge. Why are, to me, why are volunteer teams so important to a ministry is you're investing in that next leader. You know, like your ministry cannot be sustainable on you and you alone. Um, Mm -hmm. Because then what happens, Ben, when, uh, when you leave? What happens when you're you're the only component plugged into this ministry yeah. and you get unplugged? What happens to the ministry? Yeah, you know? that's exactly. And it's like, yeah. I want to see, I came into my ministry saying, and I felt convicted by God saying, I want this to be something that lasts decades after I leave and not for my name or for my glory, because I'll be forgotten. But for God's name and his glory, that people would know him, you know, and that if if that's the goal. Mm -hmm. I cannot be at the center of that goal. If I'm at the center of that goal, as soon as I'm pulled out of that center, everything collapses in. Yeah, I love love that you're saying that because what that brings to mind when I'm hearing you say is to recruit others as as leaders and as pastors, Mm -hmm. we are admitting that we can't do it on our own. And there's this level of humility that I think is really, really required. And also as shepherds, um, that we share shepherd as equals. I'm not, I, I have a certain set of skills. I'm, I'm a God has equipped me with that. Yep. Give God the glory for that. And I want to excel in that. Uh, but it's not about me. Yeah. It's, it's about that ministry and, and, and the Lord working through and building up, building up people. So yeah, I, I've heard it said, you got to be ready to be, you got to be prepared to stay in your ministry place forever. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? So set those boundaries equip people to continue that going but also you got to be prepared to leave tomorrow and if you're not prepared to leave tomorrow if you're gone and that ministry tanks i'm i'm sorry we have to take that responsibility seriously yeah you that's a that is that's a fail yeah right that's that's a missed opportunity so don't be in that position Mm -hmm. right and then also just from what you're saying before too this this important fact of our students need more than just me yeah. They need they need that diversity in in the leadership team that I have. They need they need the older, the younger, the yep. the athletic, the the you know more wanting to do like knitting and quilting and exactly uh, the hunters and the far you know it's like this diversity of backgrounds and yep. likes and dislikes. I I as we talk about what we're good at, what we're not good at, that also applies to who you can really connect with well. 
Yeah. And, and exactly. you can have a you can have a base relationship with everyone really well. But as far as being able to go deep and really relate, you you and I are limited to an mm-hmm. extent on that as well. The need for volunteers is for those students to really connect to someone that truly gets them and understands them and and loves them through all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I look at it this way, like, like, what's the bandwidth of how many people you can really mm-hmm. disciple? And I, and I go to Jesus. Okay. Jesus disciple 12. That's like your max. I'm not saying I can disciple 12. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but uh, there is a certain segment of my youth group of students that I really connect with. Yeah. And, and really fit with my, just the way in which I am me and, yep. and we get along. And then I have other leaders who are more reserved because I am that outgoing right. guy. There's ones that are more, whatever, like nerdy in that. And, and, yeah. and not that I'm not nerdy, but nerdy in different ways yeah, and, exactly. and older and all this. And, and they, they engage with a different group of students that I could never break into yeah. I, uh, in the way in which they're able to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, so as we, as we continue on with this, this idea, so we're creating a, a volunteer team, yep. the recruiting side of things, I think, uh, is, is what looms in front of everyone yep. as, as the hardest part. Right. Um, is there, is there a better way of thinking about that, Ben? Is there a better way of, when we talk about recruiting a volunteer team, I think yeah. often maybe what comes into people's minds is now I have to try to convince people to serve God, right? And yeah. and like we put this weight on ourselves, like it's it's us that needs to get people's hearts. Right. And for me, the first thing that goes in my head, if I'm going to recruit a volunteer, is talking with the Lord and being like, mm. okay, God, I'm feeling this pressure, uh, not this pressure, but this, this knock, this tap on my shoulder, right. Yeah. Of I should go talk to this person about being a volunteer. Yeah. And what would it look like if, if when that happened, we just gave it to the Lord. And yep. first thing we just said, I'm going to take a couple weeks and just pray on this and try to discern, is this, is this just me wanting this person? Or is this God saying you need to go have a conversation with this person? And I yeah. think that gets missed really quick because we see the need and it's a good need and we see the yep. desire and it's a great desire. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we go, it's on me. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, right. We, you feel and, that weight. And we, when we push into it really quick, I think sometimes forgetting that mm. really I want Jesus to go before me. Yeah. To be working on that person's heart before me. So when I have that conversation, it isn't something that's completely wild and outlandish. It's something yeah. that even possibly this person has already been talking to God about too, going, you know, it's weird that you mentioned that. And I've had this happen. Yeah. All Evan the Paul, time. I can remember one of my one of my volunteers. I went up, I had a conversation with him. It was after taking time to pray. And I go, Hey Evan, I have a question for you. He's like, you're gonna ask me to be a youth leader. And I'm like, man, was I that transparent? Like shoot, was did you know we talked about did I look that desperate? You know, immediately right. self-conscious. Right. And he's like, I've been thinking about it. God put it on my heart. And I've been kind of telling God no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what? 
if you peek around the corner and you look out and you look at them, that's going to be a sign that they yeah. think you're coming for them. You know, yeah, Mary, right, you gotta, right, you gotta, right. your approach more ninja. You know, matters. No, I got to be more ninja, more, <laughs> yeah. more stealth. No, I, I, I love that. Um, uh, God knows that you need volunteers. He knows who you need mm. for the, for the students that he has put under your care. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's really important. Yep. Prayer is vital going to the Lord. And then, and, and I think when in that, in that prayer, you're going, God, give me eyes to see yeah, and give me discernment for who are these potential leaders yes. out there and not even potential like leaders. And God is knocking on their hearts already. Yeah. He is, he is obviously, I mean, there, you got plenty of people who are, who are looking for that. So, yeah. I mean, this gets like to, so who do you ask? Yeah. Who do you ask? Right. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm always on a Sunday morning, I am scanning and meeting people and I'm, and I'm, and that, again, that's my personality. I am kind of moving and shaking through yep. and I'm just seeing people and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, is that person of all, could that person do it? And it could be even someone who's like visiting our church, not necessarily visiting, but to come for a little bit and I have a short conversation and just something sparks and I go like, wow, this person Ooh, that could be potentially yeah. has it. And yeah. I'll just drop, I'll just yep. drop just a little thing. I'll say, Hey, you're here. You've been here for a little bit. I would love, I would love maybe in the future. Could I take you out to coffee? And, and, and if this is like your church home, yeah. then maybe we could talk because I'm just going to put this, I'm going to just put this, this little thing in your ear about yep. serving and maybe yeah. youth is the place. Yep. Maybe it's not right. Like, like, like I want to be open handed, right? Yep. Maybe you're supposed to be an usher. Maybe you're supposed to be greeter. Maybe you're supposed to be on the worship team. Yep. Maybe you're supposed to be in children, whatever it is, but maybe it's youth. And, and, and then they'll respect you for that. It's like, I'm oh, not just absolutely. trying to go after yep. you are, you are, you are giving them the space to decide and to go to the Lord and, and go, where am I supposed to serve? And yep. so, so you're looking for those potential leaders and, and, and you do want, uh, we talked about diversity. I want some young people. I want some introverts. I want grandmas and grandpas. That they normally Thank don't think you. that they're interested, Thank but That's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. gotta have uh, if you can get a grandma or a grandpa to come in there yeah. and to be the grandma and grandpa of your youth group yeah. you win yeah. i had a guy uh at a former uh youth group and he's still there serving and i would ask him to pray uh, uh between worship or sometimes in service and i mean the authority of which he would do it because mm. of his wisdom and his age i mean just the room changed yeah. and and there's something about it right i mean it is yep. so it's so awesome it's yeah so awesome. i i had a, a leader going harry I, I just i'm old and i said <laughs> i said great exactly and he looked at me kind of sideways and i'm like these kids need old they don't he's like i'm not young i don't have the energy you do i don't have this i don't yep. have that blah blah it's just on and on and on and i'm like no hey he doesn't need good. it good be old yep. and don't That's try right. to be anything else but who you are. If you're a 63-year-old 63, 63 guy, be a 63-year-old guy. Obviously, yep. be loving, compassionate, all the good stuff, loving on those kids. But those kids need a 63-year-old guy saying, I they see do. you. 
I know you, I care about you, I love you. That would Absolutely. be transformational and, and in, in some ways far more impactful than, than I can be in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Because of that yep. age and that time and that wisdom, the generational gap and someone saying, I'm, I am 100% good bridging that gap and coming to you and coming to your level and spending time with you. That is huge. I can't accomplish so that right now in my life. I'm excited, honestly, for yeah. my 60s to be able to, to be that person <laughs> of of having that type of impact i'm i'm not envious but i see the importance totally uh, totally absolutely and 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 what that tells a student is this is is they will see someone in their 60s or even older who's coming in there and serving right yeah and, and living for the lord what they see is they go it's possible yep it's possible to go through this life and be a christian and still be a christian yeah. when i'm older and that's a great model so i love that yeah the who matters man yeah it it, it, well, it, and, it definitely matters and you tickled with the when as well right of when god lays it on your heart i would tell i would counsel anyone you know answering the question when do i recruit volunteers when when do i go talk to them if we're talking about just going to have a conversation when god yep. knocks answer yep that's it yep and that yep. takes some courage. It takes stepping out of your comfort zone at times. That yep. means on a Sunday morning, seeing that person and going, okay, I might have to exclude myself from a couple other conversations to make yep. sure I can beeline it to them after the service and have that conversation. But <laughs> totally. then the important part of what you said is leaving it open, you know, going, you know, I see these qualities in you and that's that's huge the the when and i would say the how right the right. how is in that when um sharing the qualities that you see in that person that you think make them a good potential youth leader helps yeah. them you know be able to to uh process you know, their decision and whether or not they're going to step into that or not, because they Absolutely. might not see, you know, it's just what we were talking about. They all connect, right? We're going to flow kind of organically through all these. But, um, you know, that 63 year old guy might not have seen the qualities that that qualify him to be a great youth leader until you shared. No, the quality that you think is detracting from you is act actually the attractional thing to you to be a great youth leader, you know? Absolutely. They, they, they don't even know how qualified they are. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know, love, so love on them, be yeah. present, and yep. be you. If you do those three things with youth yep. and you're genuine with all of that, like – you're going to have opportunities. It's Absolutely. not going to be a slam dunk every time, right? But you're going to have great opportunities. You are. Totally. On, on the wins, uh, 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 when to do it, like anytime my church has a baptism mm. and there's adults getting baptized yeah, and, and we're hearing a little bit of their testimony, I'm always using that as like, okay, Ooh, this yeah. is awesome. I'm looking yep. at them and going like, here's someone who's making a public profession of faith. Yeah. Yeah. They're stepping in to living for the Lord. And generally speaking, those people are on fire. Yeah. And 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 that's the person. I'm not saying like right after they're dunked, you know, like go like, hey, let's go serve. You're a youth but I'm leader just, now. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, but Welcome. that's someone that I look at and go like, I want to pour. Yeah 
I want to pour into this person and give them an opportunity to serve. It's not necessarily going to be immediate. For some, it will be right. But, but for others, you go like, let's go out to coffee. Let, let's, let's talk about life. Let's get to know them and go like, man, you would, you would serve. I love having, uh, uh, some people who are serving, who are, who are, a little younger on the on their Christian life because they are a little fiery. They they do need and and I know that that can be scary for some. I, I do go for sometimes what would be considered the rogues I, that, at, at times. Like I go after people. You who have rogue be, youth. Uh, yeah, I do, <laughs> and and I want I, I I like that and I like because I I want to mm. pour into them yeah. as well. Like I had a young guy I. Another win, like I'm I'm walking through on a Sunday morning and I got a big old Nerf gun. Yeah. This was years ago. And 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 I just walked in and this young man in his mid-20s just comes to me and says, Hey, that's a cool Nerf gun. And I go, Oh, I start having a conversation with him. And and he starts following me around. Yeah. And then I go, Hey, why don't you just come and just sit down and just see what we're doing in this youth ministry? Like I'd yeah. seen him at church for a while. And he came and sat down and we went and we talked and he needed some direction in his life. He needed to serve yep. and he served and he was great. Like you're just looking for those opportunities. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and that it's, flows it's cool. into the, to the where as well, right? Where do you find them in your yeah. church family that, and, and we talked about it earlier, diversity, um, of, you know, ages of backgrounds of life, interests, um, introverted, extroverted, but also like you had mentioned your, your walk with the Lord of how, how deep you've gone or, you know, how new you are to the faith. Yeah. They all need that opportunity to be serving because that's what's going to help your leaders go deeper in their faith as well. We're, we're not just in the ministry of leading up students. We're in the ministry of leading up leaders, which involves our volunteer leaders as well. And so that's the so where true. and the when to me is anywhere in your church all year round. And hopefully people are hearing that this isn't just a, all right, June, July, August, I've got to, I'm going to spend those three months and recruit everyone I need. And then I can, you know, just, you know, the next nine months we're just sailing and then we'll bring it back. Um, and actually you'll end up, I think, causing yourself more work and stress. If you try to isolate your recruiting times, this is just yeah. an opinion of mine and my, my own experience, um, way less stress, um, when you are open to it throughout the year and let it come about organically, taking time to pray, because then you're not stuck in this, this small time frame. Then you can say, okay, I see Ben McEntee over there. I think he'd be a good youth leader for me. You know, I can take that three weeks and really just pray on it hard and yep. not worry about, oh, three weeks just took almost a, a third out of my summer of needing to recruit people, right? If we relegate it to a small time frame, we're always going to feel rushed. Whereas if we let it cover the whole year and let, let the Lord move and then take that time, then that conversation, okay, we spent three weeks in praying, you feel confirmation. Well, guess what? That's just one half of the equation. There's an equal sign in the middle, right? And the other side of the equation is them and what God's telling them. And so you now you need to give them time. And most often, if it took you three weeks to pray on it, this isn't every time, but I have found more often than not, it's going to take longer for them to come to that conclusion um, 
because they really want to process it through. Now, it doesn't always. I've had different people, like I shared that um, the Evan Paul story, right, where he's right. like, I've been telling God no already for like a month. Right, um, right. And you talking to me, I think, is confirmation. I need to step in and say yes, even though it scares, you know, the living. That just sets it up. You know, junk out of me. Yeah, right. So there are times that it moves a lot quicker. But if you leave yourself that space, there's no rush. There's no pressing time. Instead, you get to walk through it organically and then come to that other place of, okay, now let's share with you the why. Let's share with That's you right. the why. Let's That's share right. with you the values that we are as a youth ministry. That's why, you know, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please go back. There's a three-part um, series that we did on how do you establish your core values? How do you figure them out? How do you carry them on? All that good stuff. But then you yeah. get to go share that with these leaders of this is who we are. This is what we're about. And this is what we'd be asking you to be about. And that conversation then can just happen bit by bit organically rather than, okay, I need to onboard Ben in two weeks or I'm in trouble. You know, it's exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. That's that's that's, that's daunting. <laughs> yeah, you got to I, I love that you're you're recruiting all year round. You're just mm. you're looking and not necessarily you're going and talking to them, but you're just you're 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 discerning on who you can ask. I yeah. even think I, I, I even I'm recruiting for like three years out too. Yeah. I have I have I have some leaders in in the church who aren't able to serve in youth ministry right now for whatever yeah. it's time of life their children they're Shoot, raising man. their work situations yep. and I go I'm I'm just I'm just putting this in your ear again. Yep. Think about this in a couple of years you can serve and 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 they'll say yeah. I'm ready, but well, now's be, not the time. Let's be honest. There's times that you're going to be recruiting for somebody else is the reality. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. So totally. there, are, there are times, there are times already that God has laid a name on my heart. I've had conversations and they're kind of like, ah, I don't think now is right, the right time. And yet I go, I go into my quiet place and I'm praying. I spend time with God and God keeps putting them on my brain, keeps putting on my heart, my, uh, on my mind, and my, on my heart. Goodness, there's a tongue twister for you um, <laughs> over and over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, but they keep saying this. And I really get the sense that God's like, well, maybe I'm putting them on your heart to have had that conversation with them now because they're not going to be your leader. Yeah, they might be someone else's youth leader 10 years down the road. And it's going to be this conversation that propels them forward to being that awesome leader for that other pastor or, or director or whoever. You know what I'm saying? That's like, good stuff. Um, we can't get lost in the weeds of what we need now and understand that we are investing in the future. And that future might not involve you or me. <laughs> yeah, that future could involve somebody else and all glory to God for that. That's a bummer at times. Any leader that's ever tried to recruit volunteers that said no, and they really feel like they would have been all stars for our ministry. <laughs> you know, anyone listening, you know how that feels. It's tough. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't no, love it, but okay. But I have to remind myself that that person might be an awesome leader for somebody else. And yeah. God may have just used me for just this little piece of the story. And to that end, great. Uh, you know, I'm OK with that. That's great. That's great. That's great. So, I mean, we've got we've got these people where we, we're thinking about, about having who, like, conversations. You got yeah. It. Yep. Like like. Uh, um, uh, 
are we do we want to talk about like the how or do you want do you, are you wanting to go into like onboarding processes i mean that kind of I mixes think, it all up yeah, right right and that's what i love about this is is uh, my advice to anyone when they're trying to recruit right is this is a very ebb and flow organic thing to understand where you're coming from before you ever talk to uh, a potential volunteer of who are you looking for when you know when are you going to want to try to chat with them or look for them, which we already talked about, be open to that all year. Where are you going to be looking for them? Anywhere in your church, old, young, new in the faith, seasoned in the faith, right? Um, how are you going to talk to them, right? You're going to share who you are. You're going to share what's going on. So it's, but it's organic. It's not, right? You're not always going to be able to just go, okay, step one, who? Okay, you, I'm going to go talk to you and yeah. I'm going to talk to you yeah. right now. And, and yeah. uh, we're going to talk in the, in the, you know, fellowship hall, you know, it's just not going to work that way. But knowing your general answers to those questions of who, when, how, why, before you enter is going to help you be far more successful, right? And connecting with them. I think the, the big, the big piece to this that we haven't talked about yet is, okay, you're spending time thinking, praying, talking, having those conversations, sharing who you are as a ministry, you know, what you'd be asking from them now how do you right. how do you close the deal ben right right yeah like you got this person you found them yeah they're available they're willing yeah. now you gotta, what? gotta be a closer now <laughs> yeah yeah right right like like i mean i mean this is this is part where i think where some word we hate admin comes in where on yeah. the back administration end, like like, like uh what are your onboarding tools? Do you have an application that they're going to fill out? Certainly, they're going to need to get background checked. But, but yep. right, I would recommend having some kind of an yes. application to just get some general information that makes it look official. It is official. A testimony. Make, yep. Right. Get a, yeah. Get a, get a testimony. Right. Some general info. Exactly. Who they are how old they are? All that stuff. Right. Yep. And then, and then, and then, I think you you have kind of a like a like like an onboarding sheet. I have a I have a a, a couple page document of like mission and vision. And then like expectations, yep. right? Like how many hours a week are you expecting to serve? You want to, you got to be able to tell them so that they can say yes to your ask. Because yeah. if it's like, oh yeah, I want you to come in and serve. They're like, well, what? Like how much? Yeah. You want to have that and you, having that on paper, right? I mean, I have my people, if they're going to come in, we have an application. And then if we onboard them, then we have like a commitment form. We ask for yeah. a year. Yeah. We ask them to serve for a year. We give them the hours of how long it's going to take and what those requirements are. Yeah. We talk about lifestyle things. Yeah. Like we we want you to be, uh, uh, if you're married, to be living holy and pleasing to the Lord. If you're unmarried, same, right? Uh, 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 being a part of the church, being yeah. a member, however that, or being a regular attender, however that frames out for you. Uh, I know membership is confusing for people nowadays unfortunately but um all those sorts of things right you're you're just you just figure out what what is you what are those requirements and well, those and expectations go talk to your board go talk to your elders go talk to your yeah. pastor of what what are their expectations if you don't have that application now's a great time even during the school year right now to have it so you're ready for next year of start that conversation with the elder board and be like hey I want to have something a little bit more formal here for our for our youth leaders. You know, these are some of the points that I'm thinking of. Send them the document and let them respond with their input yeah. of, well, maybe we should have this included or that included. 
you know, takeaway ad, those kind of things. Um, for me, so coming after that, right, is yeah. so they, they've done the application. They're saying, yep, I'd like to. I'd like to be a youth leader. Okay, so let's go over that application together. Boom, right? Yeah. Let's go over the core values again and the expectations again so that yeah. you can ask any questions that you have. Here's a background check that we need you to fill out. This is standard for anyone that works with anyone underage, anyone in the church fills exactly. out this background check. Please fill it out. Also, we have our safe at Faith Alliance. We have safe place training. It's a very popular one. Um, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great resource to use. Um, and then, yep. so we, we talk about, we need to get that scheduled. So let's talk about when we could schedule that. Uh, typically I do it after a Sunday, you know, have a little lunch and, and do that for, for how often are you doing that? How often are you doing that? Um, I usually do for sure for new recruits every single time. And then usually it's like every third year I'm doing the safe place training right. again, because right. that's kind of like a, a three-year rhythm is just kind of how our ministry is made up. And so we do background checks every year for every right. leader, no matter what, new or old, been there for 20 years, been there for you know a week. Um, every leader working with anyone underage, whether it's nursery, kids ministry, youth ministry, you got it. Fills it. out a background check every year, and then we do safe place training probably every third year. Yeah. Um, and, and that's then, just like safe practices, right? We're talking, yeah, to, yeah just like. Uh, uh, what to do with yep. hurts, uh, uh, instances of, of, of abuse if a child comes in, mandatory yep. reporting, those sorts of things. You got it. We're talking about like the real proper etiquette as far as exactly. physical touch, as far as space, right. as far as being alone in the room with another kid, all that exactly. kind of stuff. All right? those Obviously, important things. None of that would be you know, allowed. Um, but we go over all of those things. Um, yep. And then for us, our ministry, when we, when we talk to a leader – that's new, hasn't served with the youth ministry yet. We do a three month trial period. I so this it. is this is a unique time for us as a ministry to really see them interacting with the ministry, the leaders, the volunteer leaders and myself. And then also for them to come and get to know us some as well. And so this is a, a little more stress-free of, okay, I'm not committed to the full year right out the gate brand new. That's good. Instead, I'm That's committed good. to just the first three months. And what I have found is really what comes after that is a deeper commitment than I've gotten in the past when I didn't do this because they had that ability, that option, and the stress wasn't there. Mm -hmm. uh, oh no, two weeks in, what did I get myself into? And they're able to go, they'll be able to have that feeling, but go, okay, I have it now. If, if this really doesn't turn around and it's way more than I can handle, I, I'm only locked in for three months. And what happens in the end, they're like, this has been amazing. You know, a couple of times at the beginning, it was a little crazy and stressful, but then I really caught in and I think it's great. And then for us, this whole process we've gone through, I've yet to have a leader uh, that I had to go, you know, I don't think it's going to work out, but that's because we've done so so much background work with them is we're pretty confident, which is a very confident going into that three month of, I think they're going to be awesome. Um, yeah, but I think that's this smart. whole process, I forgot to mention, right. When, when I have a potential leader that someone that God puts on my heart, someone I want to go talk to, I talk to my leaders after I have that conversation, guess what I do? I talk to my leaders. 
Once I once we have that commitment of three months, guess what I'm doing for those three months? I'm talking to my leadership team. What do you guys think? What are you seeing? What are the good? What are the things that we need to be watching for? All that kind of stuff. Um, why? Because you have a team for a reason. Now, if you're starting scratch from a team, you can ignore that part, right? Um, except to say, bring that part in when you get a team established, right? Yeah. Um, but that three-month onboarding, I think, has been one of the coolest most unique tools for volunteer recruitment um that's super impactful and uh yeah uh, that commitment gives you level an out. so much better yeah that's it's it's perfect it's it's healthy for them it protects them it also protects you in case that just isn't where they're supposed to be serving yep. or 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 you 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 read it wrong you know yep. that, that happens we think someone's going to be great and then unfortunately this just isn't their role we're not saying yep. they're bad people or anything it's just not where they should supposed to be and then right. you can say you know I recommend serving somewhere else, and then and then yeah. you you ship them where to where they should be serving. Yep, and then Absolutely. and then that that helps them out. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, and this leads kind of that leads into our our final point, right? Which is your leaders are awesome and unique and special, and you have a direction you want to go with the ministry, but mm-hmm. you have awesome and unique leaders that are going to provide unique opportunities for that youth ministry to keep growing and flourishing. And perhaps as you onboard new leaders, new opportunities for the ministry are going to open up as well. And I, and I, you know, as you and I talked ahead of time, this idea of don't get too focused on just this one track that you're all going on. You know, I always talk to leaders coming on going, this is the, this is the, the lane that God has us traveling down. We're asking you to commit to that lane, but where we go, what, you know, you're talking about I-94 and you got lanes of traffic on both sides of the road, you know, like where we merge into and maybe we drive in the median for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we're wild and a little <laughs> reckless at times. It's positive. It's youth ministry, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that ebbs and flows and we want to find unique opportunities with our leaders, not just this is what we've been doing. So we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. In the end, I mean, we, why do we have volunteers just going back to that? We, we need them. Uh, and they have skill sets that you don't have. Yes. And if you, and you gotta just, you gotta just know that and you empower them and you're, you're allowing them to use the God given gifts and talents that have been given to them to expand the kingdom and, that's a blessing that blesses them. That blesses you. Yeah. That gives glory to the Lord. It's awesome. Yep. Man. Amen to that. Uh, thank you, Ben, for this awesome conversation. Yeah, Hopefully it's thank been you. a blessing to anyone that's been listening. Um, yeah. We end every podcast with asking you, the listener, these three questions, and we don't answer them for you. We're asking them to remind you to take time and answer them for yourselves. But it's mm-hmm. how does this, meaning this conversation we just had, affect you and your leaders? When we talk about creating a leadership team, how is that going to affect you and your leaders? Maybe you don't have leaders right now and you're on the front end going, I need to create a volunteer team, right? And maybe you're on the other end going, I need to grow my volunteer team. No matter where you're at, answer that question of how is this going to affect you? How is this going to affect your leaders or potential leaders, right? We also want to ask, how is this going to affect our kids? That impacts the who you ask as well. Um, You know, because you have specific students, you might see a student that this leader over here, you think that a 
fit in with this group of students really well, right? So how does it affect your students? And then that third question, Ben, the most important one, how is God being honored through all of it? Yeah. Um, if we aren't resting on that, if we aren't beginning and ending with that, if we aren't starting and ending with prayer and spending time with God to see, understand, and discern, we're, we're starting with one leg tied, you know, tied to our hip. We're starting with one hand tied behind our back. And yeah. uh, it's going to be it's going to be a hard road to push harder. It's it's a hard road already at times. Absolutely. Uh, recruiting. Absolutely. So. Yeah. No, that's good, man. I, I love it. And I think I think there's so many ways that you can answer that question, mm. answer those three questions and just think on that and just be taking that to the Lord. If you're yes. listening to this and you need volunteers, seeking out, seek out the Lord, ask for wisdom and discernment to find those volunteers. Yep. And I believe that he will answer that yes. prayer. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening to the Third Thursday Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Third Thursday Podcast. We hope you feel connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. You can find more resources at rmdcma.com youth. If this content was helpful for you, make sure to share it with a friend. See you next time.